Hi friends, thanks for tuning in to In Other News, a random podcast about stuff. The kind of stuff you think about every day. Or at least some days. Here's the setup. Once upon a time, three young guys worked together to deliver news and weather from a local TV station. Today, they're a little older, a little wiser, and they're back to discuss the things that really matter. And a few things that don't. Thanks for listening. Now here's Axel, Joe, and Adam. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to In Other News. Uh, We're excited to have you join us for our holiday extravaganza. This is the the third in our series of holiday podcasts. Uh, uh, You know, this this seems easy, gentlemen. When you launch a podcast during the holidays, the content just, you know, flows. We've talked about, uh, let's see, we've talked about uh, sandwiches. We've talked about Christmas lights. We've talked about Thanksgiving meals. We've uh, we spent an entire podcast uh, talking about Hallmark movies. Um, you know what? What could we cover next? You know, and Axel, have you have you noticed that that Joe has kind of tuned out of our conversation, our side conversation uh, via text on the Hallmark movies? Have you? I sure, that? I sure have. We should let our let our listeners know that you and I have. Uh, diligently reviewed additional Hallmark movies just between each other and uh, have exchanged twinkling stars. And uh, Joe was not on that scene at this time. Yeah, yeah. we, yeah, we sure. try to include him, but uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, this is Joe, for those who don't recognize my voice. And yes, uh, my lack of participation reveals how many Hallmark movies I've watched since our Hallmark uh, podcast of recent weeks. So uh, I just sit back and observe the great reviews you guys are, are giving these movies that you've been watching so joe what if there was a hallmark movie that featured aaron Rodgers as the <laughs> main guy would you watch uh, that but possibly or a, a very packer christmas or a very uh, packer. no it would be like it would be like christmas in green bay you know <laughs> uh, <laughs> Well, at one point they did have like a reality show of uh, a dating show of Green Bay Packer fans, and that didn't last very long. So I would imagine a Hallmark Packers movie would be probably a single event, but who knows? I, I So last night, uh, Amy and I finished uh, one for you guys to watch. It's called A Christmas Movie Christmas. Uh, it's a movie about a Christmas movie. So uh, uh, the just making when you of a think, Christmas movie? Uh, no, no. It's like, uh, you're, you're going to have to watch it. It's actually not a Hallmark movie. I, I believe that the intent is to spoof Hallmark movies, but uh-huh. it steals a lot of their recipe. Mm. Uh, so uh, there, that's a little teaser. You can check it out. I know it's on Hulu. I have no idea where else it is. I, I'm assuming that back in the day, this would have been one that went straight to DVD. Mm-hmm. Uh, but now, you know, in the streaming world, you have all sorts of these things. So, uh, so uh, gentlemen, as we continue on with our holiday extravaganza, we're talking traditions today. We're we're talking about uh, Christmas cards. Uh, do they do they still exist? And uh, and then we're going to talk about uh, I think uh, probably the part where I will bear my soul the most are our holiday fails. And I was thinking about that conversation today and. I will just admit to you at the beginning that list for me is long, so uh, you can look forward to that. Uh, I have a, I have a way of epic fails on the holidays. 
So, uh, but let's let's start things off a little bit with Christmas traditions. And Axel, let's let's start with you because uh, you you seem like a a traditionalist. Like you would have uh, a number of holiday traditions. We do, and as you know, uh, I am from Germany, and uh, over there, uh, Christmas uh, is probably the biggest holiday, or at least in my family. And so there were many traditions that I uh, brought over with me and uh, to enjoy with my family and kids over here in America. And uh, my favorite one, I will say, is probably the, the concept behind the advent calendar. And I will say that uh, I've, I'm surprised every holiday season that there are quite a few people over here stateside that don't know what an advent calendar is. So I'll briefly explain. It's, it's, it's very simply a countdown to Christmas from December 1st through December 24th. And that countdown is enjoyed by way of opening some type of little door. Now that could be a door that would reveal a, a piece of chocolate. People may have seen those uh, chocolate advent calendars in the, in the grocery stores or elsewhere. But there's also sort of decor calendars uh, where it might be a little uh, wooden house with 24 doors and you just open one every day or you could hide a piece of candy in there or not. But my we all had, time... We had a llama sock uh, advent calendar Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Year. Yes. The, yes. Uh, every day, every day, it was a different uh, pair of llama socks. Mm, nice. Wow, that's nice. And my mother once, uh, she just had a sack and every day of the month of December, I got to uh, just grab something out of it, not knowing what it is. I just would grab something out of it. So there are many ways to do this. And uh, my my favorite advent calendar right now is one that our entire family uses. And it's one that my grandmother created for me uh, when I was born. And it's a, uh, it is a, like a, imagine a piece of sack cloth. And on that uh, cloth, are uh, 24 felt gnomes that are stuck to it. And each gnome uh, has a golden ring. And you can then cre you can attach anything you want to these rings for the um, advent calendar user to enjoy. And so in the early days, when Axel was little, he would get little trinkets, you know, little toys, maybe a treat, uh, maybe a dollar bill or something like that. Uh, or I should say a euro bill, since that was back back <laughs> home in Germany, no dollars there. Uh, but I brought this calendar with me. It's a pretty sturdy thing. It, it You can't even tell that it's 42 years old now, but uh, brought it here uh, to America with me. And now uh, this year for the first time, our entire family is using it. It used to be that I would run to the dollar section of some stores and buy little trinkets just for the kids to enjoy. But now with four kids, it's very hard to, for one thing, I didn't want to attach four things to each day, you know, you're talking 24 times four, that's, uh, you're talking close to 100 uh, uh, items you had to attach to this calendar. So we changed course this year, and we decided as a family to come up with a series of messages that would be revealed every day in December. That And these messages would uh, be a benefit to a member or members of the family. So I'll give you an example. Today's message was that Ellie, my five-year-old, does not have to uh, set the tables for breakfast, lunch, or dinner today. So she loved that, right? Because it's always, uh, a, you know, it's a chore she doesn't like to do. And so she just loved having the day off from that. But there's also things that benefited my mom and dad, where uh, our two oldest kids uh, would have to make mom and dad's bed for a weekend or something nice. like that. 
So, I mean, it's a, it, was a, it was a nice activity to just come up with, with these messages together. Granted, I didn't tell the kids what most of the messages are that were, for, that were meant for them, just so that there's this element of surprise. But uh, they really get into it. They like the idea that, you know, is this going to be a day that I'm going to get something out of it? Is this going to be a day that we have to do something for mommy and daddy? <laughs> so it's been going very well. And um, I think that's, it's, you know, it's an easy way to do it. It's, it doesn't cost anything, just a little bit of creativity. And um, I think I might bring that back next year. What do you Has think? Has anyone uh, audibly booed when uh, you opened it and it was for one of the other kids? <laughs> well, um, there was a uh, comment of despair when it was my daughter, my five-year-old's birthday a week ago. And then the very next, and we have a rule uh, that the kid, whoever's birthday it is, that person gets to choose what's for dinner. And then lo and behold, the next day, uh, Ellie, my daughter, again, got to <laughs> pick dinner. And so the older <laughs> siblings were like, wait a minute, that's not fair. It's her birthday. And the next day she gets to pick dinner again. <laughs> <laughs> But I was able to calm everybody into the holiday spirit, and we were all fine. <laughs> nice, nice. Yeah. Well, uh, you you have made uh, me feel entirely inadequate on the Advent calendar side, uh, and uh, and with your traditions, it sounds it sounds great. I like the yeah. uh, I like the creativity. It'll be a great memory for your whole family. I think that will be one that they'll be looking forward to for years to come if you if you decide to keep that tradition going. I think do so. The, do the little gnomes? Do they have names, Axel? They don't. They don't. And so I, uh, I, um, we should give them names. And the other thing is that so each gnome has a number, of course, right? And uh, if uh, if you look at these numbers, they're all written in you know they're they're the same numbers in Germany and America, but there are a couple of digits that are written differently, so they are confusing to my kids. And the example is the number seven, right? So. The number one in Germany looks like what's the number seven in America because it has that little, uh, what do you call that? That little uh, uh, diagonal line there at the top, you know, mm -hmm. yep. versus, uh, and so, you know, my little guy who's just barely learning his numbers on December 1st, he grabbed December 7th and I come running like, no, you can't do this one because I did strategically place them so that certain certain things wouldn't occur until a weekend, right? So for example, if I say it's a special movie night, I place that on a Friday or a Saturday, but not on a Monday. So if, if he grabs December 7th, I, I forget what it was, but there's a strategy behind each door. And so I had to make sure they're not getting confused by that. That's nice. It's, so basically what you're saying is that even your advent calendar is engineered with your German precision. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you could say that. Yes. The thing I like about your calendar as well is that it you can change it up from year to year. So like uh, my son got a Lego Star Wars advent calendar. Oh, I've seen these. I've back. always wondered what they're like. So it's, it's very much the same concept. You open the little door and there are just a handful of pieces and you assemble whatever it is. It could be a minifigure, it could be a little tiny ship, something from the Star Wars saga. But it's the same 24 things regardless. Uh, I suppose you could mix up which door you put them in or whatever but uh, it's always the same 24 things no matter what order you do it whereas yours that you just described you could 
maybe one year you decide your family movie night's not going to be a great idea. Let's do family sled event. Uh, you can swap out whatever makes sense for and was ever age appropriate for your kids as they you know move through the uh, through their teen preteen years. Yeah, that that's exactly it. And uh, my I think my favorite. Uh, my favorite message uh, by one of the by my two oldest ones was when I think it was three or four days ago, the message was uh, for 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 Jen and I, and it was uh, as simple as we the kids will not ask what's for dinner today. <laughs> that, that, that speaks to my pet peeve when I make dinner, and they frequently march through the kitchen and ask what's for dinner. And the next person comes in, what's for dinner, and I tell them, and then three minutes later they come back because they forgot what's what's on the stove for dinner like do not ask me what's for dinner so they actually managed to not ask a single single time that night which i enjoyed nice they're even holding to their end of the bargain that's nice that's nice joe what about you holiday traditions in your house we don't have as a uh, great as one as what Axel has described, but I would say probably the one thing that is um, other than some sentimental things. So like uh, we have a new tree skirt under our tree that is made from fabric that uh, my wife's grandmother had uh, before she died. And so my mother-in-law has stitched that into a very lovely tree skirt that we can have every year from now on. But I guess one tradition that uh, we have had is that uh, my wife's birthday is typically later in, or is always in late October. And so uh, when my son and I would go pick out cards and they are typically Hallmark cards, let's, let's stay on brand here. So <laughs> when we go up there, that's usually they have the Christmas ornaments out. So uh, the past several years, uh, I've told him he can pick out whatever Christmas ornament he wants to put on our tree and so you can see as he has aged the ornaments have moved from uh, cars Lightning McQueen to Phineas and Ferb to Scooby-Doo and Harry Potter and and so forth so we have a number of hallmark ornaments on the tree and it's just fun to look back at what his interests were at various points along the way. Now, the tradition paused last year. We did not get a ornament last year um, uh, for whatever reason, um, but the door is open that if he wants to double up for this year, we could certainly do that and get back on track. You know, I, I love this because uh, that's the one thing that I regretted about uh, ornament traditions back home in Germany because over there it was mostly about making the tree look pretty. So it might have a color theme or whatnot, but I love, I just love the American tradition of actually telling a story with your tree because you can see, you know, your kids is, your kids is growing up or family traditions from years past, old photos or things that they make at daycare. And I love that part of it. And we're trying to start that here now, actually. That is, um, that's really cool too, this idea of having your kid pick out an ornament for each year and then seeing that progression. Now, you know, <clears throat> Joe, I'm curious how it'll work when he's like 17, 18, is he going to go with you to Hallmark to pick out a, to pick out an ornament? But that, I, I bet that would be kind of a cool visualization. And then, you know, when, when he has a family, you could give him those ornaments uh, for yep. history. That's kind of cool. 
all our ornaments on our tree are ones that are, are somewhat personal, like someone important in our life has given them to us, or we have a couple from uh, when my wife and I were married, and one has a picture of us as newlyweds, and we both look at it and go, wow, look at those young people. Look at those young, thin people in yeah. that. Who is there. that? <laughs> exactly. We also have a number of daycare ornaments from when uh, Jasper was going to daycare that are on that tree, and a number of ornaments that were handmade by... Uh, my wife's grandparents that are are hanging on that tree as well so it's a very sentimental tree it's not a uh, i wouldn't call it a uh, an hgtv sort of tree or something you would see necessarily in a hallmark movie it's it's our tree and that's what makes it special for us i love it joe i love it too i love it too so for for us uh, a lot of our traditions seem to occur on christmas eve and and we um I would say we regularly add a, a new tradition, um, which begs the question, is it really a tradition if you add to it in the year? But we'll, we'll debate that uh, later after the holidays. But um, <clears throat> one of the things that we started a few years ago was uh, doing an act of, uh, of kindness on Christmas Ooh, Eve. And, nice. and that could be, uh, I think the first time we did it, we went, we went out to eat at Perkins and we paid for another table and, and we've, uh, rang bells. We've dropped off blankets at the homeless shelter all on all on Christmas Eve, and 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 we typically did that um, right before we would go to church. And so uh, we would go to to church on Christmas Eve. That's always been a tradition in my family. Whether you know, uh, we even used to go to like really really late church. Like it would start at like eleven o'clock, and it'd be a candlelight service, and I would be half asleep by the time we rolled out. But um, but I knew there were presents at home. But uh, but so we, we start with this act of kindness and then we go to church and then Christmas Eve is kind of special. It's it's usually just our 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 tight family uh, family unit and we have all sorts of appetizers, way more food than than what we probably should eat in, in one setting, uh, which reminds me of another podcast episode on holiday appetizers look at we could just keep going with this um we read the uh we read the book of luke the christmas story and in the book of luke uh and then it's the opportunity our kids open their presents from each other uh and we also uh, typically uh have family pajamas uh so so we uh so it's a chance that uh that everybody gets matching pajamas or at least uh, the girls do and the guys get Nike shorts or something like that. Um, uh, we, uh, the other thing that we do kind of leading up to Christmas, and this started uh, shortly after the movie Elf came out, is we watch the movie Elf together and everybody dresses up like an elf. And then we have a contest for who is the best dressed elf. So that um, sounds elaborate, Adam. <laughs> well, yeah, uh, I uh, have never ever won and probably I don't intend to. Uh, but, uh, but the girls sure do put on, uh, quite the, quite the spectacle. So I was going to say, uh, how is this working for your teenage son? <laughs> yeah, no, he's a not, he's non-competitor. He's, uh, exactly. he's, uh, <laughs> usually there's some sort of injury or something like that. That's right. exactly. <laughs> can't compete this year. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then one other thing that we do, I mean, we have, we have a lot of seeming traditions, but, uh, uh, you know how uh, a lot of people have a manger scene, a nativity set up uh, in their house, and and uh, and some people have the uh, elf on the shelf. So uh, at the at the 
Braze's house, what we do is we have the nativity scene set up, but then um, we put the wise men like, uh, you know, at the start of the month at some distance away from the main oh, yes. scene. And mm-hmm. then they yep. make their journey toward it uh, over time as the wise men move now. Since we have a dog, we have the wise men take the high road. So they're often, you know, literally up a ways. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, uh, but that's kind of cool. And then they, they get there on Christmas night, which technically was two years after Jesus was born, but we cover up that part uh, about the, uh, about when the wise men arrived on the scene, uh, just for the, for the Christmas story. So I've a few traditions in the, in the Braze house and, um, you know, now, we, uh, we enjoy it. Adam, do you also, this uh, wise men tradition reminded me of another one I've seen around here in this country is where a few, a lot of people, they put in, they, they decorate the tree in stages where, you know, what the, on the first Sunday in Advent, the tree comes Ooh. into the house, yeah. but nothing happens. And the second Sunday, I think they no. put the lights on the third Sunday, the, the ornaments and so forth. Do you do that? No, uh, frankly, when we, when we go with the decorating, we try to get it over as quickly as possible. <laughs> um, you know, all the boxes are out. I can't imagine the disarray it would cause for us to uh, stretch out, uh, stretch out the decorating. I mean, uh, there's usually about a five hour period where our house is in chaos with uh, storage totes and stuff all over. Uh, so it's, it's a good thing for us to get that done uh, in one fell swoop. That sounds familiar. Mm-hmm. So uh, some, some great traditions, uh, gentlemen, and, and you know, another uh, tradition for many people is that uh, holiday card, that Christmas card. And we're gonna talk about that when we come back. Welcome back, everybody. Thanks for sticking around. As Adam mentioned, uh, we're moving on to the topic of Christmas cards or Christmas letters. And uh, guys, I think we've all made the same observation this this holiday season, which is that it seems like we've all seen fewer letters and cards in the mail, haven't we? I would agree. Uh, it's been the arrival of cards has been later this year. We have gotten some. We've gotten some from folks that I didn't expect would send cards this year. Uh, and also uh, from those that we did, by the way, Axel, thank you for your card. Uh, and <laughs> uh, and it's also the opportunity for me to say that anyone who's listening to this who usually gets a card from me, you're not getting a card this year. Sorry. Well, Mr. Scrooge. <laughs> we'll, we'll make up for it either with a, a New Year's card or a Valentine's Day card, which I've heard some people do in lieu of Christmas cards. They just uh, mail on Valentine's Day or uh, end of the pandemic card. Uh, but there will not be a holiday card this year from us. So, so you're, Joe, you're alluding to what's possibly the reason for this uh, starvation of holiday greetings, right? Uh is it because there is the sense that there is nothing to celebrate this year, nothing to review that's worthy of uh, sharing with others? Or is are there other reasons, I wonder? I think some people are... Um... Some people are very into it. So I, I I did a little looking online to see, okay, is, is holiday, have 
has this been in the media about the status of the holiday cards and the holiday letters? And uh, I was looking out, it must have been the New York Times had an article recently about holiday cards and how, uh, have you heard the craft site? It's called Etsy. Uh, it's a lot of independent artists. Yes. So they've seen yes. an increase actually for some unique 2020-ish, yes. maybe somewhat off-color uh, cards uh, a bit uh, with uh, very strong statements about their feeling about the year. Uh, so they've seen like a 23% increase in their sales. And I also saw an article too about uh, Hallmark. Well, going back to Hallmark again, typically Hallmark says 1.3 billion holiday cards are mailed each year. And uh, they don't expect that to change necessarily this year. Axel, I we we just have to uh, pause in this moment. Did you just hear that Joe actually did research for this podcast? <laughs> <laughs> I he sure quoted did. actual numbers. Yes, and actual <laughs> news sources. Wow, Joe. <laughs> Verify twice. <laughs> well, I was wondering if it was just me. Like, am I being the Scrooge saying that we're not going to do a, a card right now? Uh, the timing is just not right for us to do a card because it gets down. Typically, our holiday card has been here's where we went on our summer vacation or here's what we did. In 2020, we didn't go anywhere. We didn't have any fun. So we'll see you again in 2021. What's going to be the theme of uh, a card if we did one? Then we'd have to put a picture on it. And we haven't taken a picture of ourselves uh, as a family in recent weeks and months. So it seems like a lot of work. So we're going to try again maybe later. That does kind of – did you that's, intend and for that to rhyme, though, Joe? I did intend for that to rhyme. We didn't yes. go anywhere. We didn't have any fun. So we'll, how does that go? We'll see you in 2021. I think so we hope, yeah. we'll see you in hope things will be better in 2021. That was yeah. going to be the, the I think he just, the he just wrote his Christmas card. Yeah. I, go order yeah, it that's, now. That's pretty impressive. Yeah. But, uh, you know, that, that, that's interesting. Oh, sorry, Audin. Go ahead. Well, no, I was just going to say that, uh, you know, when, when we originally talked about this uh, idea, we had maybe received like three Christmas cards, but this last week, uh, they just, every day we were getting like a whole bunch of them. So it made me wonder, but, but what I did notice is that um, a lot of them are just, you know, they're the photo, the, the card uh, stock. So the traditional letter uh, seems to be losing some favor, except uh, our good friend Axel uh, had had a letter in his card. Yeah, well, he, and he's a leader you, in the clubhouse you. with uh, with the letters in our <laughs> house here. <laughs> I have been, I have been, and this is just a result, another result of my journey to becoming American. Right, I when I came over here, so this was twenty years ago. I loved that concept that people write each other letters and catch each other up on their life for the past year. And so I started doing it and I'm still very much in that uh, mindset that I want to do this at the end of the year. And as you two have noticed, uh, I took the opportunity to characterize 2020 as a year of blessings despite all the uh, circumstances that have hit us pandemic wise you know economically and so forth and so i deliberately wrote a letter that is uh you know doesn't lament much but just counts my blessings and there were a number of them and so i i thought that if and the other thing is i didn't mean to write or send many this year and but then as i bagged up the envelopes 
and I went through the address book and I thought, well, you know, here's a person, haven't heard from them in a long time. Should I send something? Should I not? Uh, would it be, you know, would they appreciate it? And in most cases I said, let's do it because maybe just as that one time they have something to smile about because I, as you know, I include uh, kid quotes from my kids. And so uh, maybe it brings a, just a tiny piece of joy. Yes. The, the eternal optimist uh, reigns through it. Yes. So now in our second segment, you have made me feel woefully inadequate. Thank you for that. Uh, <laughs> it might also qualify as a, a fail coming up here for yes. you. Yes, I'm, I'm hoping that you'll be able to top my fail. <laughs> but I, I, so I have a question for both of you quick on this topic. So assuming you get, you know, as a number of cards still, whether it's 5, 10, 20, 30, how do you guys... Uh, store them how do you do you have a special way to you know do they all go in a special holder do you put them in a stand of some kind what do you do we have a uh we have a magnetic board it's hard to describe maybe i, I could probably put a picture of it on uh, facebook but we have a, a large magnetic board uh in our kind of off of our kitchen um and uh we put all of the cards up on there uh with magnets and we stick them up there through the uh through the entire season. So eventually it, it usually fills this board, which is probably, uh, I suppose it's about four feet long by, you know, maybe three feet tall. So nice. you see, um, you see all these pictures of all these families that you're, that you're somehow connected to. Yeah. I love it. How about you, Joe? Mm -hmm. uh, we do not do anything quite as elaborate as that. Although I have seen uh, great displays of uh, putting them on a magnet board or in, uh, displaying them in a mirror or some sort of bulletin board fashion. I've also seen uh, putting like string or garland or fishing line. And then you, the old traditional cards where they were like a, a folding card, you could kind of drape them over the string and string them through your home that way. I've seen that done as well. Uh, we do not do either of those. <laughs> we usually have them set up in a pile on the counter and then we can, uh, we see how high the pile gets basically, or we can refer back to some of them along. So the way. you're saying the, 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 the Gumble family photo is somewhere buried in, in the, the kitchen counter, Joe. You are probably at the the start. You were the trailblazer that yeah. started so the pile. The, that means actually that means you're at the bottom of the pile. <laughs> yes, I am. <laughs> I ought to be last, so I'm on top next year. <laughs> That's right. We should have the uh, order. Yeah. Well, so what I do is, and and this is one of those things that I'm the only one in my family who has any appreciation for this. I don't think that my wife reads many of the cards that come in unless I, unless I, you know, hold it under her nose and say, Hey, look what these guys are up to. But I, I take all these cards and what I do is I scotch tape them onto my dining room wall and form a Christmas tree out of them. And so whoever, whoever is the first card are in you my kidding house me? gets to be, no, <laughs> no, that, that, that person gets the top of the tree and you, but usually by this time of year, we're in the stump area, but we've barely covered a third of the tree so far. Oh, so, uh, so well, there's still time. I think there's going to yeah. be a big rush this week. How do you yeah, know when be. to begin building the stump, Axel? Like what happens if you only have like a third of a tree? Well, if, uh, you know, you only need two or three cards to form a stump. So as we get closer to, especially the week of Christmas, then it's stump time. If there are extra cards afterwards, then I just build out the body of the tree you know, pretending it's an ornament or whatnot. So it, it works out. It's a, it's a highly stylistic tree. <laughs> and I can imagine the, uh, 
you know, in, in our household, we, we actually just discovered this the other day. We, we, we found our binder of uh, the Christmas letters that we've written for the last, oh, probably, I would say 15 years. Um, we have not yet uh, written, well, I should rephrase that. Amy has not yet written our letter uh, this year, but, but traditionally what we've done is, uh, you know, we've rotated around family members have, uh, have had a year to write, uh, to write the Christmas letter. And, and we, so we have, we have letters from Amy and Kaylee and Logan and Sadie and, and every once in a while, I claim that I wrote a year, uh, and then it's quickly pointed out that I did not actually write that year. We have, uh, we have a year that our two African dwarf frogs wrote the uh, Christmas letter. Um, we have a year that Bentley the dog wrote the Christmas letter. Um, so, so, but it was really cool to actually go through this binder and see all these uh, different, you know, creative uh, letters that have been sent. I love that. I ought to do that too. Mm-hmm. See now, see here you got me going on an idea here. Because <laughs> <laughs> you need another idea. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Well, uh, gentlemen, I think we can wrap that up. Uh, we will uh, see if we get any more cards. Um, I'm still optimistic. We're still, what, a uh, couple of weeks away from Christmas. So let's see that our mailboxes get filled. And if it goes anything like in your house, Adam, it sounds like Joe and I will still get some cards here yet this season. Eventually. All right. Uh, We are going to take a quick break and then we're coming back with uh, Adam's favorite question mark topic of uh, Christmas fails. And I I can hardly wait to see what he has and and Joe and you and I will chime in too. But I have a feeling that Adam will uh, have a lot to say here. So we'll be right back. All right, everyone, welcome back to another edition of In Other News. We're in segment three, and it's the much-anticipated Holiday Fails segment. We've been teasing it throughout the show. Uh, Adam is going to dominate. It'll be like a filibuster of Adam uh, yes. coming up in this segment. So, is, this, is this the category you want to dominate in? <laughs> <laughs> so uh, while I am introducing the segment, it's going to be mostly Adam talking, and then he will maybe will prompt some ideas of things that Maybe I failed that too, but uh, uh, we're going to go around the table here and talk about some ideas of uh, holiday fails or holiday opportunities for improvement, maybe. Uh, so, uh, Adam, what, what, what I, I like were you thinking option. of when, when this was proposed? <laughs> oh, gosh. Well, you know, if, if, if keeping secrets wasn't so hard, uh, you know, I wouldn't have as many fails. Uh, but uh, I will just, you know, I will just generically let you guys know that it's, yeah, I find it really hard this time of year to keep a lid on the presents that I'm purchasing for, for others. And inevitably I give it away. So this, is, this has been, you know, my track record for, for ages and even before the internet. The internet has just messed it up even more because there's like a digital footprint that shows everything that I purchased everyone and, you know, and they're always looking over my shoulder at what are you doing on Amazon? But, uh, <laughs> but when I was uh, probably the prime example of this was uh, when Kaylee, she's our oldest, was, was young. She was probably five or six. Uh, we got her this big dollhouse. It was a big, beautiful dollhouse and it was going to be um, outstanding. And, and Amy 
uh, said to me, okay, we have to find a place to hide the dollhouse for Christmas. So logically, I said, well, the easiest place to hide a big dollhouse like this is in the garage. Um, but it was cold out. So I just put it right outside the garage door. Um, and little did I know that when we were leaving for church that evening, we would walk right out and oh, have to no. step around the dollhouse. Oh. And, and I remember her walking out the door and saying, oh, look at this. <laughs> um, and uh, feeling not the greatest at that moment. But that was that, that, but she like, did probably right yeah. well she was quite excited yeah she was she was quite excited about her gift which uh you know we had to we were like we gotta go to church okay you know we'll see if this is around when you get back um you know and and it seems like an incident like that often repeats itself uh, thankfully it's not just always me so for instance this year uh even this year we have an example of a holiday fail uh my wife worked very hard to conceal a gift from me and she was doing great. And then um, one night, about nine o'clock, uh, there was a knock on our door and everyone was terrified to answer the door. So they were like, okay, Adam, go see who's at the door. <laughs> and I was like, okay, I'll go see who's at the door. And when I walked over to the door, I immediately realized that I should not see what was at the door. So I turned around and I came back and I'm like, I don't think I was supposed to see that. And here the UPS man had not only delivered our package at nine o'clock, but knocked on the window. And it happened to be that the package that he was delivering was in a non-concealed box. Oh. <laughs> thereby giving away my own Christmas present, which I later bought from my wife and told her, okay, I'll buy it. I'll buy it and you can go get a different one. So <laughs> nice. that was, that was for one. yes, yes. Uh, of course, I, there's always, uh, actually, you, you have uh, young kids, so there was always this thing about putting things together, right? You, you, would, you would have these gifts and they would have this annoying plastic packaging. And, uh, and so we always tried to do it preemptively instead of doing it the ah, day of, you know, like we that. would we would, uh, you know, take things apart uh, and put them together, uh, you know, so that they were ready to go, ready to be played with. Unfortunately, this often meant that Christmas Eve for me was, you know, 1 a.m. in the basement trying to assemble. Uh, one year was Adirondack chairs for children and another year it was some sort of crazy plasticky thing. Uh, and I will just tell you guys that I am not in my finest shape at 1 a.m. trying to assemble a child's toy. <laughs> mm -hmm. So so I have, yes, I have a long list of fails, um, but surely you guys uh, have some that, that you can make me feel a little bit better, right? Well, I, you know, I asked, I posed that question at our dinner table today, and uh, I said, you know, guys, do we have any memories that would qualify as a fail where we say, hey, remember this in 2012 or whatnot? And we couldn't come up with anything. However, um, I would very much uh, consider a fail what occurred with all of my or most of my outdoor Christmas lights this year. As you recall, in our uh, discussion a few weeks ago, I do put up a fair number of outside lights, namely around trees and uh, other objects I can find in the front yard. And despite my testing of every single uh, strand of light, 
I kid you not, about half of them no longer worked upon putting <laughs> oh, them no. on. And it, and it would have to be, of course, you know, so I have this one large tree and it takes three, three strings of light to wrap it all up, uh, just the stump part. And of course, it had to be the top, the top one that did not work that would take a ladder to get up there, unwrap. And uh, it was, it was uh, highly, highly frustrating. And then to top it off, I'm currently looking at a uh, toppled over and decapitated plastic angel. Oh no. <laughs> did not withstand the slightest whiff of wind here, uh, apparently. And I need to figure out a way to secure her. I, I believe the head can come back right on, but it, it doesn't look, it looks frightening a little bit just looking out the window right now. <laughs> yeah, I can imagine. I can imagine. Oh, man. Well, I can uh, kind of empathize with, with both of you guys. So uh, to borrow one from Axel, uh, I remember a holiday fail I did. If you've seen my house, uh, we have a, a high peak on our garage. It's probably, if with a 20-foot ladder, it's it still would be hard to do. So, um uh, typically, I have one of those extendable poles that you can use and, and hang lights uh, up high. So that's what I did one year. And we have these beautiful kind of blue and white uh, icicle lights that we put up there. So I put them up once or twice before. And this year, it's probably about, I want to say three, four years ago, I was putting them up. And I got them all up uh, the way I wanted to. And then I was going to finish it off. And I'll make sure I plug it in and I look and go... Uh, where's the plug? Where's the plug? Oh, no. I have strung them the wrong way. I needed to start with the plug end. I need oh, to finish with, yeah, begin the with the end in mind. You know, the, the Stephen Covey thing, begin with the end in mind. Yes. So you begin with the end of your string oh. and then you run it all the way till you have your plug. So oh. Take down all the lights and restring it again. So I have done and, that. And you know, there, you would think that there would be some sort of an adapter that would allow you to yes. somehow switch the plugs and that I have not found that to exist because I have unfortunately <laughs> made your fail about two or three times. Oh, I thought I was going to say you only make that mistake once, but you said you <laughs> once a year. <laughs> so I've done that one. And then uh, for you, Adam, well, one thing you had mentioned about your seeing your gift. So um, I ordered something for my wife for, for Christmas, uh, one of a few smaller gifts. And, and she knew I was probably going to order it anyway. Uh, she went out, so the mailman delivered like at seven o'clock in the morning, went out to get the packages. And of course, the thing that I ordered for her, it comes in a branded container with the brand name of the thing that, so there's no mistaking what she is getting <laughs> if she looked down and saw that bag. So, you know, she knew she was going to get it. She probably didn't know it was coming that day. So uh, kind of ruined the, maybe the little bit of the surprise of it, but uh, yeah. So uh, failure for me, but also a failure for that company, not knowing their audience during the holidays. You know, speaking of audience, I got to give a shout out quick to the brilliant people behind the uh, Alexa device. Do you guys have one of those? We don't we do have one. Yeah. Oh. And uh, Adam, maybe you've noticed, uh, you know, she does give you notifications when a shipment arrives and things like yep. that. And uh, I took note the other day that during the holiday season, she makes a point of not revealing what it is. It, she would just say a shipment has arrived versus the you know the dollhouse that you ordered two weeks ago has arrived and it drives my kids nuts because they would just want to ask alexa what did what arrived in that box today 
<laughs> so I, I, that is genius. Yeah, we actually, we realized uh, that it had that feature because it's actually my daughter who has an Alexa. Uh, we actually realized that it had that feature when she told us, I know what you're getting me for my birthday. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I, I will tell you guys, you know, I am, I am trying very, very hard to, to keep Christmas a secret this year. But I also confided in my wife that I am 97% certain that I have given some gifts away and my family is just too kind to admit it. Oh, you'll find out probably Christmas Day. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm sure I will. Well, uh, thanks for sharing your fails and, and not being afraid to sh uh, share your fails. And it prompted me thinking of what my fails uh, were as well. It seems like we have a lot of a lot of things in common. That's maybe why we're doing this podcast. So uh, hey, thanks again for, for sharing that. Uh, we'll end the segment right now and stand by. The lightning round is next. Axel's going to take us the rest of the way. We'll see you in a minute. All right, gentlemen, it is time to bring the show to a close with our ever popular lightning round. And uh, if, ever popular according to our standards. According to our standards. And yes. for those who maybe just join us for the very first time today, this is a segment where we take turns asking each other questions. Today's my turn, asking five questions of Joe, five questions of Adam. And uh, they are simple questions with a quick answer, a little bit of banter, and uh, we're going to wrap it up. And uh, as you can imagine, this is our third in a series of three holiday related shows and so these following 10 questions are in that same spirit spirit are you ready gentlemen we're ready yes sir all right are there prizes Joe, this time uh just uh nope just uh reputation i guess <laughs> joe we'll kick it off for you how long do you typically leave your christmas tree up uh, that will come down at least by probably on New Year's Day. We'll start uh. making it down. <laughs> I, I, as of late, I'm with you on that, Joel. For some reason, that that last day of the year seems too good of an opportunity to pass up to bring it all down. I think it's good at least until the Super Bowl. Well, yeah. <laughs> It, my birthday is on February 27th, so you can imagine the negotiations I had with my parents to keep that tree up through then so that all my friends could see it. <laughs> we did it once, once, never again. Uh, Adam, you're next. Uh, can you name the three wise men? Uh, oh, gosh. Uh, like... Uh, I'll give um, you the initials. It's a C, M, and B. Embarrassing. <laughs> you, so you got Casper. I know that they carry gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And myrrh. All right, that that'll I'll I'll take that as a pass. Uh, so <laughs> Wait, it's Casper. Casper? I thought it was Jasper. Jasper. Well, you know, or Gaspar. Gaspar. That could be. I uh, and I and I should probably shouldn't do this, but I'm going by the German, at least how we pronounced it over there. Oh. And it was Casper. This next one was Mel Melchior. I don't know if it's, that's how you say it here. Um, and Balthasar. Okay, I don't feel so bad now. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, Joe, how long did your son believe in Santa Claus? 
Ooh, well, uh, let's see. So full disclosure, if there are young years listening to this one, uh, you may want to Good put idea. yourself on mute. So I'll give you a second here to think of that. Uh, so for my son, he kind of figured it out on his own uh, and confirmed it with us. But I think it was probably between, let's see, he is the same time. I would say he had a good sense by nine and we confirmed it with him by 10. Interesting. That's where my oldest is at right now, but we're, she's still very, very much, I should say very far away, I believe anyways, from making that uh, observation or realization. That Santa is real, right? That, that he's, yes, yes, yeah. exactly. So it, we'll see where it goes. Uh, back to you, Adam. So we talked a lot about holiday meals and foods in the f- past several episodes. But what might there be on the Christmas morning breakfast table at the Braze house? Ooh, okay. Uh, so there's, uh, we have some food restrictions now, so it's a little different. But uh, typically, uh, there would have been caramel French toast mm. and this just delightful egg braid that my wife makes uh, that has like croissant rolls and scrambled eggs and ham and other yummy things in it. Uh, Those would be our uh, Christmas morning traditions. Pardon me as I wipe off my drooling here. Yeah, (laughs) sounds awesome. My my mouth just started watering. Yes, yes. (laughs) Uh, Joe, uh, do you have a favorite Christmas song? Ooh, that's a tough one. Uh, we're talking traditional or modern. I guess I'd say the one that always hits me is uh, Jingle Bell Rock. Uh, that's that's just a fun one. If we're going with a traditional sort of um, Christmas hymn, I'd say probably God Rest Ye Merry Gentlemen. Oh, yeah. I like that one, too. Uh, I uh, One of my favorites is uh, Silent Night, but uh, um, if only because when we go to church that night, Christmas Eve, you know, they turn the lights off, you hold a candle, and then you sing that a cappella, which I just I just love it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Adam, back to you. Uh, who is the most difficult person to buy a gift for in your family? Probably everyone, because they find out what you bought them. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, right. Uh, hmm. Most difficult to buy a gift for, I would say, oh, my oldest daughter, Kaylee. Uh, she'll listen to this. Uh, she's a minimalist. And uh, so trying to figure out gifts for a minimalist, not easy. Uh, yes. Fair enough. Joe, is uh, snow essential to your Christmas? No, it is not. Uh, it's nice. I, I will say that it's nice to have a little snow on Christmas or some snow to make it feel Christmassy. But if we don't get snow here, I think I had read we may have maybe two decent chances left before the holiday uh i i will not be disappointed if we don't have any yeah i'm with you on that don't need a blizzard on christmas day uh adam back to you if i arrive uh at your house for a holiday party what would be the first thing you would show me uh the door (laughs) (laughs) Braises don't do holiday well, it parties. Is, it apparently. is COVID, so like you should not be arriving at my house for a holiday party. Uh, um, I think uh, I would show you the outdoor decorations. Yeah. I don't know why. Be- it's, yeah. 
Well, by that, by the time I get to your house, I probably would have commented on them anyways, pulling into your driveway, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. We, we'd go through the backyard and look at the decorations in the backyard. Cool. All right. Yeah. Uh, Joe, one more question for you. Eggnog, yes or no? I am probably a no on that one. That said, uh, my father-in-law makes a pretty decent Tom and Jerry that I've had at least once or twice at his place for at uh, my in-laws place for the holidays. But as a standing rule, I am not an eggnog person. Okay, okay. And Adam, the last one goes to you. Uh, would you ever consider spending Christmas on a tropical island? Yes. Yes. <laughs> Easy one, I, huh? Yes, I think so, yes. Uh, my my gut reaction says yes. There's a little part of me that says no, but uh, boy, um, that, uh, I think I'm going to go for it. Yeah, sure. sure. Why, Why not? not? Why not? <laughs> like the, like the Corona commercial with the palm tree all lit up with Christmas lights? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It, it may not feel like Christmas, but it sounds kind of intriguing. Yeah, Christmas yeah. is wherever you are. It doesn't have to be the 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 Hallmark card version or the, the snowfall and the, the pine trees and all that. Christmas is wherever you and your loved ones are. That is exactly it. Oh and, man, uh, Joe. That that's like that was like a Hallmark uh, movie line right there. I uh, stealing an axle line, I think actually I probably took the words out of his mouth. But <laughs> really that's well, the way either, it would be. either way, gentlemen, it is a very fitting to the end of this lightning round and uh, a, a very fitting end to our uh, probably our last holiday show. For this year anyways, right? Because we're going to do this year and year and years, years out, right? So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, but um, thanks for joining us, everybody, today. Hope you had a good time, found some entertainment in our antics and uh, some enjoyment in uh, our fails and our observations about Christmas cards. And maybe we jumped your, uh, jumped your um, thinking into some new traditions. So um, if you liked it, uh, tune in again when we come back. And until then... I guess it's time to wish everybody a happy holidays, Merry Christmas, and uh, we'll we'll be back soon. Yeah, uh, Merry thanks. Christmas, everybody. Bye-bye. Yeah, thanks for see listening. We'll see you soon. Merry Christmas to you.